I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Box Set Pod Season 3, Episode 4. Which is German for 5. That's correct. Uh, Please recommend us to a friend. I always say that. Download the Acast app. Um, also, um, if you are listening on iTunes, why don't you give us a review? We used to plug reviews a lot, and the reviews haven't... We've, yeah. we've stopped plugging, and the reviews stopped going up. So if you haven't reviewed us yet, will you go and give us five stars, please? If you're not going to give us five, forget it. Uh, we'll go and give us five stars on iTunes. That would be fantastic. Download the Acast app. You can watch it. Keep a tune with us. Follow us on Twitter, at the box set pod, and, uh, and get in touch with us. We love to get you on. I think we're moving towards a world where we're going to have people on recommending box sets. And that's where we're going. I think so too. But today, we're not. Today is a Mad Men special. Now, now before we get down to the Mad Men stuff, because obviously mm. this, is, this is very exciting, uh, it's been on in America, the Mad Men finale. Yes, it has. We're going to watch it tonight, me and Howell, both separately. Yes. And we're going to come back and finish this pod off when we've watched the Mad Men finale. So, as usual, we, we promise no spoilers in the box set pod, but that is going to last for the first half of this podcast yes. until we speak to Jeff Jensen, who is a producer of a new film called Tomorrowland, the, A World Beyond, which looks really good. And then we will be yeah. reviewing the last episode of Mad Men. We'll be discussing how we feel it's gone. It's, yeah, and we're gonna go. We're gonna go for it. We wanna. We wanna talk openly, honestly, mm. and seriously mm. about the end of one of the greatest TV shows that we've both seen, and many others. Uh, before we get down to that, I do want to do a, a few bits of news. news. Just a few bit of post. News. Uh, so you go to the boxsetpod.com/slash news. Mm. There's a few more items on there. I want to mention the Muppet. Season one trailer has been released by ABC. I have you seen it, Howell? We heard about this a few weeks ago. They were going to make a mockumentary style Muppet show from Andrew James Spooner, who came on to yep uh, talk about being a Muppeteer, and he said they were making a mockumentary. Um, and it's it's, been, it's the trailer's been released. Been really, have you seen the trailer, Howell? No, I liked it. I thought it was very good. I thought it worked. I think that. The good thing is the writers behind it and the co-creators are the people from the Big Bang Theory. Now, there's one thing those people know is they know how to make funny. Yeah. You might not always like the gag a minute Too thing much about funny. them. But they are very talented people that are behind this. Yeah. And the mockumentary style, I think, works in some ways to the advantage of the of the Muppet world because it's so chaotic yeah. to capture that if you can. I so if I go to... I'm going to do it now. So Go to the box set, pod.com. Pod.com slash news. news. And if you scroll down a bit, you'll see the Muppet trailer there, Howell. Oh, put WWE oh, instead of WWE. Come on, this is not rocket science. Yeah. The yeah. box set pod.com. So a couple of granddads I use a, a computer. And slash it with a news. All right, all right. Here go we go. There. Supergirl. Is there a new Supergirl? I'll tell you about that in a second. Oh, it's good, I'll this box set pod. News. The news section is full of tidbits. Tidbits. Tits out. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I think we're in. I think we're in. um, 
Yeah, it looks great. Looks we'll be great. in copyright infringement if I play any more. Yeah, don't play any more, but it is on there. You can check it out. You can also check out, as Howell mentioned, the Supergirl trailer. It's not just a trailer, it's the first look. It's a six-minute first sneaky peek of the CBS new TV show of Supergirl. It's got the girl from Glee in it. Her name what? is Melissa Benoist. From the newer Glees. Um, Which one's th- oh, she's amazing. Yeah, she's, she's the playing, most talented. She's playing she's, Supergirl. Oh, she's beautiful and I, talented. I've, I've watched the six-minute preview. It looks good. Oh, it looks cliched, but good. But oh, this is yes. what you'll like, Howell. One yeah. of the writers behind it, yeah. Ali Adler, yeah. wrote for Chuck. So this has got some Chuck Eat people in it. my face. So that that's going to be a good thing there. By the way, Jamie's the first one to mention Chuck this week. So I, I had to get it in there, Howell. And also, uh, I just want to say, it, I know how annoying it is. I listen back to the box set pod. You do mention it I know how annoying it is. But I have yet to be told by anyone who's actually watched Chuck that it's annoying. And that's the point. It's like, get aboard. Get aboard, Jamie. Have you watched any more? Uh, no, Howell. How? How have you not? Right. I'll get on it, Howell. I'll get on it. <laughs> Other news. Uh, I do want to mention really good news about um, Twin Peaks is coming back, obviously, with Showtime. There was a dispute with David Lynch over the budget for the show. David Lynch was pulling out of it, and everyone was like, oh, crapola. Because everybody knows if you've watched Twin Peaks, David makes once it. Yeah. David Lynch yeah. left that show, yeah, it went downhill quickly. Uh, when he's involved, see, the thing with Surreal, and he's brilliant at Surreal, and creating a world that is both real and surreal, and imaginative and sinister he's brilliant at creating that if you let mm. other people create uh, in charge of a David Lynch world mm. it goes to pot so it's great news apparently they've mm. agreed a budget now and Lynch is back involved so uh, Showtime have agreed with uh, David he will direct every single episode of the third and maybe only season of Twin Peaks to return that's really oh, exciting that looks so good sorry I wasn't listening to you Jeremy no, I know you watching the um, Supergirl it really yeah. does look very, like very exciting. Also, last thing I want to mention, we've got to mention it because it was a big news this week, was that Harry Shearer left The Simpsons, the voice of Mr. Burns, the voice <laughs> of um, many other characters, Principal Skinner, yeah. uh, Ned Flanders. It does make me laugh. 26 seasons in and he's gone. R- rumour is contract negotiations, is Rumor that it? That he turned, you know, he, well, he wanted to be free to do other work as well. Okay. Uh, but I think he was offered something in the region of 14 mil. <laughs> Which if, it, if it's true, I don't know if that's true actually. That might be uh, that might not be true, but that's the rumor that okay. I heard. But wow. he, t- he turned it. Harry Shearer turned it down. Yeah, I'm sure they can get a voiceover guy that can yeah. do it. But you're going to be sitting there going, you're going to be listening to the new ones, thinking, oh, he's. I don't think he's quite nailed it. No. You're going to be listening for the mistakes in the performance, aren't you? Yeah. Well, no. No, probably not. They'll, they'll, they'll be really good. They'll realize as the rest of the media has that you can pay somebody £12 to do the same job. Oh, that's devastating. What I'll be missing is some soul, some quality that no one ever knew was important. Mm. And then one day they'll say, hey, let's pay someone a lot of money to do this job and we'll see if that works. Well, um, anyway, let's let's hope for the best. Uh, so back to Mad Men. Back to Mad Finale Men. Finale time. Finale let's time. get down to it. I'm excited. I know it's going to be a long episode tonight uh, that I watched tonight. I'm very excited about it. Let's welcome, let's let's get our guest on. Let's get him on. Shall we? Let's get um, down to and it. And then we can talk about Mad Men when we've watched it yes. in a bit. Yes. Jeff Jensen is the executive producer of the new Disney movie Tomorrowland. Uh, it looks great. Got George Clooney in it. Got Hugh Laurie in it. Jeff joins us now. Jeff, 
Hey, how are you? Hey. hey. Very hey. good. Welcome to the box set pod. Jack. Oh, I love Mad Men. Um, oh. Have you guys been able to see the finale yet? No. No. no we I, are, I've seen it trending on Twitter, and so it's got me very, very we're, excited. We're going to watch it this afternoon. Have you seen it? Well, the, the worst part of, of, of being here in London, and, and really there is no bad <laughs> of being in London for me personally, but to, to be away from the United States during the finale of Mad Men oh. is, uh, is I, I, I feel, uh, that's a huge loss. What do you think of a country that hasn't embraced Mad Men as much as yours? I mean, it makes us want to emigrate. <laughs> um, uh, like, uh, so you, your, your country has not embraced no. Mad Men? As- no, well, it gets like 50,000 viewers it, uh, or something. Sky, it's on Sky Atlantic and it doesn't really get the numbers. Yeah. You know, um, you know that there's actually a conversation in the United States about whether or not, uh, you know, Mad Men is only watched by, you know, two and a half million people at most in real time in, in, in the United States. Its cultural profile is bigger than the actual viewership. And there's actually a, a, a there's been a debate here at the end of Mad Men whether or not the media has made more out of mm. Mad Men than, than you know, the, the, yeah, than, yeah. than it, it is deserves. so hard for people to get into. We've tried but recommending that's, that's it. That's a really people. good way of putting it. Like culturally, it's had more of an impact almost. Which is a, it's wrong in a way because as a drama show it's absolutely unbelievable. It's amazing, right? But it does feel like as its style and its mm-hmm. and the the people aren't characters. ready for it, Jeff. They're not. Yes, it's it, it, this period drama is ahead of the time. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I know you were you're a TV critic as well, aren't you, Jeff? That is true. I am a TV critic for Entertainment Weekly in the United States. Yes. You know your stuff. You you've wandered into a group of amateurs. Yeah, here. look at us. <laughs> And there he is, Welcome to the Pro Leagues. Now let's just segue nicely to Tomorrowland, a world beyond, shall we? Because I am a huge Disney fan, Jeff. Cool. Uh, Not in a kind of... Weird. Well, maybe I it am in a, a weird. Howell's got. A <laughs> I was about to say I don't t-shirts. have the t-shirt, but I do. You do. He used to have Mickey Mouse pumps, but uh, he, he they perished after he wore them six months in consecutively. <laughs> nice. Uh, but Jeff, no, um, I'm interested in Walt Disney. The the book by Neil Gabler. Have you read that book? Uh, I am familiar with that book. Yes. Holy cow, that is a great book. I mean, the story of Walt Disney is amazing. And when he invented Disneyland, he he wanted a, a part of the park that was the future. Yeah, and <laughs> now, that. now it's so, less so the oh. future, but it but this is what the film is about, Tomorrowland. All right, to explain to a simpleton, Jeff. Uh, Tomorrowland <laughs> is uh, what part of the park? Now, is... It's not a, a film about the park. It's a it's a Jeff can tell us. It's a film inspired by the ne- a name in a bit of a park. Yeah, I mean there there is. So, like, in, in Walt Disney, you know, if you think about Pirates of the Caribbean, for example, um, those films were inspired by that ride. And mm. if you've ever been on that ride, you know it has a narrative and it even has some characters cooked into it. Yeah. So there's something there, um, even a small thing to adapt. There's nothing about Tomorrowland to adapt for, for a movie. It's just an idea. It's a concept. It's a philosophy, even. That's how I ended up looking at it, doing my research into Disney to help sort of inform this story. Um, I saw Tomorrowland as sort of a, a a word that is encoded with Walt Disney's rather um, optimistic, progressive, science-based, technology-based view of the future. He really believed that science and technology and imagination, people working together, can make the world a better place. That was how the park started, wasn't it? Because um, what we forget is that in, in the olden times, they had these world fairs that traveled the country. It's things like the Eiffel Tower came 
came out of a world fair. And, That's right. And so this idea of, of a park with enterprise looking towards the future yes. was really key. And that's the bit of the park that is most supposedly looking into the future. Right. Now, Tomorrowland, the, the theme park area in Anaheim, I do think was uh, originally meant to be a, a place of fun, but still steeped in that perspective mm. where Walt was really going to bring the more sort of like, you know, uh, progressive kind of idea of, of this kind of futuristic philosophy to life was in, at in Florida at Epcot, the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. And his original plan was to create a, 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 a sort of city, a small city that would be staffed by visiting industrialists, scientists, artists, people of all walks of life working together on creating ideas mm. that could make the world a better place. Sounds very naive. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> very <geez>. idealistic, very <laughs> idealistic. And, and Disney didn't do it. You know, there's, yeah. there's, 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 there's reasons why maybe you yeah. don't do something like that. And that get, might not be a, a good business well, plan well, for get, an entertainment well, get, company. Jamie, <laughs> what I'd say is, is getting right. the real world. Walk. Right, Jamie. <laughs> right. If it, I, you Sit down. Do, I'd go to that cryogenic, Turn cryogenic freezer. No, 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 Turn no, him no. off. Firstly, yeah. Walt Disney was cremated. Secondly, <laughs> that Epcot would have been a place, and I'd have lived there, and I wouldn't have had to sit with you in a dark room. That's what would have happened. Well, isn't Jamie. that the point of this film, Jeff Jensen? Isn't the point of this film that it's actually showing the Tomorrowland future a bit more darker, a darker version? I think what this movie does is it pits two different perspectives against each other. There is that kind of dreamy, optimistic, idealistic kind of view that that uh, that is encoded within Walt's original vision for Epcot. That is, you know, that that's sort of '60s era futurism against your cynicism, yeah. your <laughs> pessimism yeah. uh, of today. That 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 the part of you that says, "Oh, that's cornball. That can't be done." Yeah. Like, get real, Absolutely. you know. Um, and uh, but re- but I, and I'm not trying to really judge that because we live in tough times. There's a reason why we have a pessimistic orientation. Mm-hmm. But th- this film kind of like compares and contrasts those different two different views of the future that are separated by 50 years, and it asks like, is there anything relevant, anything valuable about? The kind of vision of, of of the of the future that Walt once expressed that we can import to today, and I think that we're uh, yeah, it's we're definitely hitting inspiration pretty hard and idealism pretty hard. We, we we love what Walt represents, but I think the movie is is meant to both inspire but ask you the question: Is there anything that uh, relevant that we can recover about this whole thing? And it's up to us to decide. Mm. I think that sounds mm. fascinating. The, the trailer and, looks awesome. Jeff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, well, it's directed by Brad Bird, uh, who made The Incredibles, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, uh, one of my favorite films, The Iron Giant. Yes. And and he's just a natural-born storyteller, and uh, and he's made a really wonderful world and told a really great, surprising original story. Jeff, this is the box set pod, so we talk about box sets, and Disney possibly has the greatest box set and collection of box sets when you think about The Lion King and things like that. Disney is in a really good spot at the moment, isn't it? It had the period in the 90s when things were quite quite good, um, or sort of late 80s. But right now, both the animation and then uh, the the live action films seem to be of really good quality. Do you feel the pressure to have to keep that up? Oh, sure. I mean, like, Disney's on a great roll right now. Um, And if you think about the the moves and and lately, you know, I think that Walt Disney has always stood for uh, the best and most innovative and in, in fantasy and in wonder. Mm. And you think about the kinds of movies that best express that right now. 
whether it's the Pixar movies or whether it's Disney animation with like Frozen having a great uh, year last year, or mm-hmm. a year and a half ago, or whether it's the Marvel Studios movies or now um, uh, a Lucasfilm with Star Wars. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, and the and, Muppets. And the Muppets. Um, and I think that there's a lot of pressure on Disney um, and the Disney brand to give to, to, to live up to uh, uh, that. And, and so things like Pirates of the Caribbean or 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 maleficent um kind mm. of like our our disney's attempts to sort of match that kind of level of quality and yeah tomorrowland we want to uphold that wow. level and we want to ask what is sort of the contemporary fantastic disney science fiction story um yeah. and uh, we, we hope we did that well that's Good. all business jeff this is film this is me your last question guys sorry oh, okay oh, final question it's got to be Oh, it's got to be, what's George Clooney like? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's got to be, it's got to be, uh, Jeff, we're going to watch this film. It sounds superb. But how will Mad Men end? Give us your answer now. Well, I know. What? I, I, I know because I've spoiled myself. I, uh, I've i been on Twitter a lot today and I've been reading no. a lot about how it ends. Are you happy with it? Well, <laughs> based on the Twitter reaction, it sounds really provocative. Um, I can't Woo! wait to actually watch it. <laughs> Jeff, thank you so much. Thanks, it's Jeff. been a pleasure talking thank to you. Thank you. Take care, guys. Keep the dream alive. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> so that was Jeff Jensen. Yes. Nice guy. You know, I f- I, there was one more thing I wanted to get in there, and I didn't. What? When Walt Disney designed Epcot, and he wanted people to live in it. Are you listening to me? Are you on your phone? Yes, you carry Did on you, talking. It's although. almost like you've switched off, because I've... Yeah, okay. Go for it, Howard. When Walt Disney... Um, designed Epcot and he wanted it to be a city that everyone would live in. It would oh. be the equivalent of like Media City where we do this podcast from on a much larger scale an innovative place, right? With hoverboards. The story in Neil Gaber's book goes like this. Walt died and an Imagineer went to Roy Disney, his brother, who was now in charge and he said, got these designs for Epcot for this bit of Epcot and he looked at him and said, Walt's dead implying this is going to be it's over. a much more limited, this is just going to be part of a theme park rather than a big full city, right? And from what um, Jeff was just saying, it's almost like um, Walt was too idealistic and that would never have worked. But but then Disney went into a period that wasn't that good. John Lasseter has come along from Pixar, who is very like Walt Disney in the way he thinks and all that. And they're in this period of amazing quality at the moment. So I say if Tomorrowland really is a debate about the optimism versus the pessimism, the dreamers versus the Jamies, I'm with the dreamers. Well, that was worth it. Um, so now we're going <sighs> to... Scumbag. So, I'm gonna, right, we're going to watch Mad Men. We're going to watch Mad Men. Come back, give you the verdict. There will be spoilers from yeah. this point onwards because we're just going to go to town on the Mad Men finale. So this is the point at which, if you've never watched Mad Men, maybe you think you're never going to watch Mad Men, and so you think, forget it, I'll just carry on listening. Please don't. It's an amazing TV series that hopefully one day you will start from the beginning when the world catches up with how good it is. Yes. So, turn off now if you haven't seen Mad Men. If you have, let's dive in. And we're back. Not that we've ever been away, but we have now watched... Mad Men. The season, the the, the oh. show finale has happened. It was a 60-minute episode. How are you uh, feeling? The break. Wow. How are you feeling? You know, the first thing I felt when I turned it off mm. was they got it right. Me too. They got it so right. 100%. And I mean that. And I, you know what the thing is? I can't think of how I would have done it better as a fan. So I've said 100%. Can you think of any reason for it to be 98%? Yes. I can oh. take a couple of percent off, but this is just me personally because... Go on. 
for me, Don has always been this character that I've wanted to see have a personal realization and go back to being Dick, you know, the, mm. the original, who he really was. I wanted him to see him in the end become who he really is. Mm-hmm. Not this, not this, you know, the failed father, the failed husband, uh, the guy who worked, walked out on, on his job, the guy who couldn't, who didn't have any friends or anything. I wanted to, be, to see him go back to being Dick. But Jamie, the whole episode was saying he isn't Dick. It was it was making us think that that's what he's heading for, and then he has the realization he's called Dick a lot. He has a collapse on a phone. His wife's dying. He's still a terrible father, and he realizes that who he is isn't Dick. He's chosen the right career. No, no, what he's going to yeah, make a yeah. coke. Who effort. he is is a, he's an he's an advertising man. Yeah. The one thing that he's been good at and he loved and. That's the thing with the character of Don Draper. He mm. created Don Draper, almost the perfect advertisement for an American man. Ah, yes, he is. He is the he advert cre- that he created. And every time that that dream that he created, first of all with uh, Betty, that fell apart, the family life. Then again with his with his new wife. He tried to recreate the new Don every time, the new brand. But but ultimately, I thought he would end up going back to being Dick and uh, whoever Dick is. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I see what I see at the I end. I hoped that it he was... would, but because we hope for the best for him, but then everyone around him hopes for the best for him, and yet he he's his own worst enemy on a personal level. Um, but professionally, a really good point made to me uh, just now by Ben on a text is this: the bigger the client, the bigger the hole that Don had to dig himself out of. Yeah, isn't that interesting? So, so he always went through. The mill. The reason he screwed up all his life often, and I, I need to watch the whole thing again to see if this matches from the start. Yeah, um, but potentially it does match from the start. That, that he is going through how he's doing all the drinking, the smoking, the cheating, all of that to help him come up with ideas that are needed for the for the thing. And ultimately, he's a hedonist, and that's who he is. He's he's picked the life he wants. Yeah, and what a magnificent ending! I mean, the ending is great. And like, just to be explicit, because this is a, we can tell spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. He basically suggests that he comes up with the amazingly iconic Coca-Cola advert that was actually McCann Erickson did do in 1971. In fact, some people, some critics predicted wow. that that was going to be the ending, that Don comes up with the Coca-Cola advert. No. Yeah, yeah. A couple of critics came up with the prediction. So in a way, Don became a real boy. It's the Pinocchio ending. Because he became a real advertising agent. We, we, it brought yeah. us into the real world. And you know what? It's kind of... I know that they didn't have to show it, but I would have liked to have seen Don go back to McCann. I'd like to see that story as well. Him going back and saying, I've got this amazing idea for the Coca-Cola campaign. <laughs> really? I would have liked to have seen it, but he didn't no. need to in the end. No, I, every- because it's, that was the beauty of it, is that you you put that together. You went, what's this? And then you went, holy Crapperoo. I mean, let's let's let's. We're picking. I'm picking holes. Really, this is a perfect ending to a show. It's a. It ends with Don's masterpiece advert, and also for the other characters. Like, there's some really lovely moments. Yeah, Peggy. obviously, Peggy, you've got the fairy tale ending almost with Peggy that. gets like the rom com ending with yeah, the, what a lovely the bearded thing. guy. And I thought that was lovely. I thought it worked. Like a lot of people have criticized it for being a little bit too rom com y. Roger, Roger found peace. Roger with his gets an old lady. Yeah, older and, lady. And in a way, for Roger, it was always about accepting how old he is, accepting yeah. his age, accepting who he is as an older man. And, and he does at the end. Right. Uh, and then for Joan, 
she doesn't need a man she doesn't need this guy she's willing to, she she loves working she loves being independent and she's yeah she yeah. carries on and then for pete campbell who doesn't deserve it but actually in the end becomes almost a nice guy yeah, it's so weird watching Pete Campbell get on a plane and you're somehow happy for it. Yeah, when you, you've hated him for so long, but it, it worked out and the endings all were One of the, I read a really good article and it was in New Yorker about the ending and, and it talks about the three phone calls that Don has in the episode. Uh, one he has with his daughter hmm. and one he has with, uh, of course, Betty, who's dying, and one he has with uh, Peggy, the three most important women in Don's life. That's the hmm. argument made. Hmm is that there was an episode early on in the series where I think another character says to Don, oh, um, a man is made up of the three women, three women rule a man's life, and these are the three women in Don's life that he talk, talks to in the final episode, and they're all really emotional, quite sad conversations. But for Betty, like even for her, she gets an ending where at least we don't watch her dying. We mm. get to see Betty still as Betty before it all gets, you know, goes to yeah. So it, it's really good. Yeah. What a series. Pulled it off. And we've talked a lot about endings recently and my my belief that it's so hard to have a real ending. And what was my overall point about that? Why is it so difficult for people to accept an ending? Can't remember how. Beca- oh, come on, Jamie. Because the characters are die. They are no longer real to us. Yeah. What did Mad Men do? They made the character real. He became a real ad guy who made a real advert that all of us remember seeing in our oh. life. You see, yes. so Matthew Weiner. All I can say is, you're welcome. Right, you were clearly he listening to listen the box set pod. Anything you said, you're no. welcome. We probably wrote it before we even started doing this. It's I mean, unbelievable. It is amazing. It was a great ending. They did it so well, and it was beautifully acted. Uh, I don't know if you could do uh, that. Is arguably the best ending of any show. I think so. It's certainly it's got to be up there. I think so. It makes me want to watch it all again. I immediately biggest... wanted to go back to the beginning. Yeah. Meanwhile, a friend of mine emailed me saying he's totally sick of Mad Men. He's at the beginning of the last series. He's had enough. Really? It's slowed down. Peggy hasn't moved on as a character for years. Yeah. Um, I was just like, no. No, and you know, I read another article as well. This was Mad Men's like a magic eye picture. Remember the magic eye pictures? Some people see it and get it. Yeah. Some people don't. I read another article. I don't know. I think it was in the New York Times or something like that. And it was a guy saying he uh, wrote off series six early on, and he wrote an article about how he had gone Mad Men had gone in decline. Yeah. And then he said, as soon as he'd written that article, every episode after that was brilliant. And that's what Mad Men always does. It confounds you. It, as soon as you make a judgment call on it you'll watch an episode that will just blow you away and that's what keeps you going with Mad Men is even when there are the odd episode that maybe doesn't sort of en- uh, encapsulate everything or doesn't really engage you, then another one will come along out of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, that's been the massive... And that's what Don Draper's always done. He's yeah. always been a character that you've never been able to second guess. And you couldn't second guess the ending. And I, and... Was he going to jump off that cliff? I mean, I oh didn't my know. God. Oh my God, I've not told you the most annoying story. So... I'm there. My uh, We have to watch it on Sky in the UK. My Skybox wasn't working, right? I couldn't get the TV to work. I couldn't get the remote to work. Holy crap. So you know what I did for the first time in my life? What? I went on the internet and I found an illegal website, right? What? Now, I did not watch Mad Men on there because I got the, t- the TV sprung into life just in time. How could you do that? I know, I know. It's disgraceful. But, but let me tell you what did happen, right? What? I went... I went on this stupid bloody website with all adverts popping up everywhere, giving me viruses, whatever it does. Underneath the episode, there's a message board 
there were two messages on it. One said, OMG, he dies. Underneath, someone else oh. but sure. Oh. And I just went, no! Oh, so I watched the whole of the last episode knowing that he was going to kill himself. Not yeah. wondering, but yeah. knowing. Yeah. Being slightly annoyed, looking out for the point he was going to do it, more so than everyone else. It, 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 in part, it ruined it, but it made the joy at the end when that Coke advert came on. Uh, the joy was was through the roof. But I need to watch it again because I spent the whole thing angry that some... And what an absolute douche has gone on there and written that. What? Because you, what you're chump. ruining it either way for people. Yeah. What an idiot. There you go. That's a lesson to all. Don't go on anything illegal. And one more thing to say. My wife saw the Coke advert coming when the guy was doing his speech and he said he was in a refrigerator. Sarah put hands to her face and went, <gasps> and I went, what? And she said, I'm not going to tell you. And then the oh. Coke advert came on. She said, I knew as soon as he did that speech, I knew it was going to be the ad- an advert for Coke. Well, my wife didn't know that. My wife did say, oh, this is going to give me his next pitch. Yeah, well, I, that's basically what she said, but, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't see that either, but how apparently... Ca- how, women are cynical. But the thing is, I thought this was a man right on the edge, about to possibly kill himself, and then... He hugs that guy and he, he feels a connection. That's all I thought. He might have just yeah. saved Don's life. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. But the the women, they see they see they things. They see things. They are the master race. What an episode. What an episode. I think that covers everything apart from, if you want to say, I've written a blog. I've written a blog about the Mad Men episode. Where and is it? It's up there on theboxsetpod.com. If you click on the box set pod, it's where the podcasts go up. I hope it hasn't like meant that... It's messed up the RSS feed and people's podcasts are broke or something. But it's on there. So if you want to read uh, my longer thoughts, why would you, you'd want to? I've no idea, but they're up there. Right, we'll see you next week. Who have we got on next week? We've Luke Marlston, s- maybe? Oh, God. Luke Marlston. Oh, we've got dear. something exciting going on next week, and I can't remember. So a guest. Um, oh, we got Tomorrowland. Uh... No, that's this week. Oh, we've done that. She'd just we? been on. Uh, <laughs> well, forget it. See you next week. Yeah, see you. Please tell 10 friends to download us. Thank you. <laughs>